Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the 11th season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Today, we're going to talk to a heart sibling about her relationship with her brother, who was born with a congenital heart defect. In the second segment, we'll find out what happened after his heart defect was discovered, and we'll conclude the show by talking with Ariton about what advice she has for other heart siblings. Today's show is Heart Sister Now and Forever, and our guest is Ariton Beatty. Ariton Beatty is 33 years old and lives in a small town in Scotland. She is currently on disability, but is studying for a psychology degree through the Open University. She enjoys the company of her cat, Alfie, and her partner, Jay. Ayrton joins us today as the sister of a young man named Edward. 18 years ago, Ayrton's life suddenly changed. Today, we're going to talk to her about what happened. So welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Ayrton. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm very happy to have you. You and I have been talking on Facebook for, what, three years? And so it's about time you come on the program. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So, Ayrton, why don't you start by telling us about Edward? Uh, Edward, he was born on the 4th of July, 1980. He was an Independence Day baby. He was a massive soccer fan. Followed his team, Nottingham Forest, throughout the years. Went to a lot of their games with him. He played football for the local amateur team and school football teams. And as he grew older, he worked as a DJ in the local nightclubs and did a lot of bar work in the pubs and bars in the area. How far apart were the two of you in age, Ayrton? Edward is three years older than me. Three years older. Okay. What was it like growing up with a brother three years older than you? Did you always feel protected? Yes and no. We did. We were close. <laughs> We were close, but at the same time, we did fight quite a lot. But that's normal for siblings. Right. I was just going to say, I think that's normal, especially for siblings who are a different sex, because you don't have as many things in common, potentially, as children who are the same sex. I don't know. He used to tell me off all the time for stealing his toy cars. I'm sorry. Would you say that again, sweetie? (laughs) I didn't understand what you said. He used to tell me off a lot of the time for stealing all these toy cars. Oh, you would steal his toy cars? What, like Matchbox cars? Something like that? Yes. I'd rather play with them than the dolls. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. I hear stories about where brothers will, um, you know, kidnap the Barbie dolls and <laughs> decapitate no. the Barbie dolls. But no, you were stealing his cars instead. That's uh, kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um did you two have a lot of friends in common? Did you live in a neighborhood with lots of children? We went to the same schools at East Lutfer, and we both played on the school football team. So we got a lot of mutual friends that way. And My sister and I are two and a half years apart in age. And when we were younger, we used to play together some. But as we got older... It seemed like that two and a half year spread. And for us, it was three years in school because I was a summer baby and she was a winter baby. Um, 
it seemed like we didn't hang around the same people, especially as we got older. I was in high school. She was in junior high. You know, we went to different schools. Was the same? Was that the same kind of situation with you and Edward? The school systems in the UK are different to what they are in America. We only have two schools. We have the primary school and then the high school. Oh, okay. So even though there was three years apart, we still knew a lot of each other's friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So were you also into soccer or football, as you call it, in Scotland? Yeah, I, I was one of the first girls to play for the school team. Oh, really? So your brother influenced you a lot in that area then, didn't he? He used to tell me how proud he was when he saw me training with the team. Oh, that's so sweet. Was he a coach to you? He tried to be, but then I kind of started beating him. So that stopped. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it when the student overcomes the teacher and becomes even more powerful. That's awesome. Well, no wonder why he was proud of you. How awesome. Are you also into music? Like what your brother was into music? Not the same sort of music, no. He liked his dance music. I'm more of a metal person. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Don't leave yet, listeners, because when we come back, we're going to talk to Ayrton about what it was like for her and Edward when they became adults. The most common themes that I hear is why. She always needed uh, a lot of attention. She had strokes. Even though it's a natural inclination to withdraw from the CHD community, I think being a part of it helped me be part of the solution. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern. I'm Michael Lieben, and I'll be your host as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. I am with Origami Owl Jewelry, and we personalize lockets. It has helped me heal so much by having that locket. I've had other friends and customers who have created lockets. They love their lockets, and they gift lockets to people who are bereaved, or they're celebrating somebody. To get your own Origami Owl locket, contact Nancy Jensen on Facebook or her website, nancydancyme.origamiowl.com. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is Heart Sister Now and Forever, and our guest is Ayrton Beattie. We just finished talking with Ayrton about her experiences growing up with her brother, Edward, and how she ended up besting him on the soccer field, or as you would say in Scotland, on the football field. And now we're going to turn our attention to what happened as they became adults. So let's talk about... Um, you said that Edward became a DJ and liked to play music. Tell me more about Edward as an adult. When he turned 18, he got a job working at a holiday camp in Skegness, which is on the coast in England. Uh-huh. And when he came back, he was looking at going into bar management. So while he was looking at doing the courses, he became a DJ. Wow, so he's kind of a renaissance man, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it looks like he was interested in the entertainment 
industry? Very much so. Okay. You travel to the big cities for nights out. And it sounds at this point like he was a very healthy young man. He was. He, we liked to smoke, and obviously liked to have a few drinks as well with my dad. But yeah, he was fit and healthy. Did he continue to stay fit by playing soccer? Yes, he did. And so something surprising happened to him one day. Why don't you tell us about that day? It was September the thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. I was fifteen. I'd gotten up that morning, and gone to school as normal. But at lunchtime, I remember I started feeling really sick, so I came home. I'd forgotten my key, so I went to my neighbour's house to get the spare key, and she phoned for someone to come and get me. I was taken to my uncle's house where my Edward was living at the time, and I got told he passed away that night in his sleep. Oh my goodness! Your brother passed away in his sleep. Yeah. Wow! And he was only eighteen years old. Nineteen. He was nineteen. So, what do they believe happened? Uh, we had to wait, for, obviously, for the autopsy, and even then, it was still a few months before the inquest was heard. While they could find absolutely nothing majorly physically wrong with him, they did discover that he did have cardiomyopathy. Okay, and so are they thinking that the cardiomyopathy is what actually caused him to pass away in his sleep? They couldn't say a hundred percent for certain, but it was definitely something to do with his heart. Wow. That must have been devastating for your family. It was. It actually came about two weeks after our eldest brother got married. Oh wow! So he came back from his honeymoon to find out that the young that Edward had passed away. I'm so so sorry. That must have been so devastating for you. Yeah, it was. I remember when you were talking to me before, when we were talking on Facebook, that you said you remember that day as if it were yesterday. Yeah, I still remember we had another relative pass away the day before. So when I was told, well, when I was sent to go to my uncle's house, I thought it was something to do with the relative that passed away. But then I felt, hang on, no, he lives in Ireland. It's probably the uncle Edward lives with because he does have a drinking problem and he does have heart issues as well. Wow. So heart issues run in your family then? We don't know because all the kids are adopted. Oh, I didn't realize that. So you and Edward are not biological brother and sister? No. Oh, wow. And you have an older brother as well, and he is also not a biological brother? No, my mom couldn't have kids. Well, that makes it really hard to be able to predict what might happen. Yeah. For a long time, I was scared to fall asleep in case I didn't wake up again. Oh, my goodness, Ayrton. I can just imagine. So have you been checked? Has your heart been checked to see if you might have a heart problem? No, we got told by the doctor there was no point because we aren't biologically related. I know, but if you're losing sleep over it, then it seems like... a quick test might be helpful to just give you peace of mind if nothing else i've had different tests done over the years but at the time we got told there was no point but i have had it tested in years since 
Well, let's talk about the fact that Edward passed away without even knowing he had a heart defect. How has that affected you, Ayrton? Quite a lot. I still have times where I really sh- I'm scared to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, especially on his birthday and anniversary, those days are still really hard. Sure they are. I'm sure they are. So I found you on the heart world, in the heart world online. So it sounds to me like you've reached out to the congenital heart defect community. Am I right? Yes. After he died, my parents joined some heart charities here in the UK. And I helped with fundraising with some of the things my mum did. So it sounds like you have a new passion since your brother passed away. Yes. I was really surprised when I first met you and you told me a little bit about your story. I'm obviously learning a lot more today than what I knew before, but um, I was so touched that a sister would want to reach out to this community and want to be part of the community and spread awareness like you have, given that you didn't know anything about this before your brother died. It's actually quite a common thing. We found out doing research afterwards that it happens more often than you think people do have heart defects that aren't picked up on until after they die. Yes, yes, it does happen more often than you would think. And that's one of the reasons I do this podcast, Ayrton, is I'm trying to spread awareness. And I think if more people knew how common heart defects are, that they're the number one birth defect, I think more people need to be tested, especially athletes, because you hear about athletes who fall down on the playing field and suffer a heart attack or suffer some kind of uh, heart issue. And that's when they discover they had a congenital heart defect because the screenings that they do with our athletes are often not in depth enough to let us know that there is a condition. In some countries in Europe, it's actually compulsory that athletes have their heart screened. Oh, really? I know know in Italy it's compulsory, but in the UK it isn't. So are you working to try and make it compulsory? Have you been lobbying or doing anything to try and bring awareness to legislators? We've sent letters and emails off to members of parliament, both in England and in Scotland. Because it's also a postcode lottery, whether or not the cause of Edward's death is recognised. Where he died, it isn't, so there's no actually official cause of death on his death certificate. Right, right. But he's not the only one. Like you said, there are other people. Is there any organisation that's near you where you can join up with those people to try and make your countrymen more aware of this? worked closely with CRY, which is Cardiac Risk in the Young, and SADS, which is Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Very good. Very good. Have they been able to make any headway? No, it's the same working with any politicians, I think. They're only interested in what's best for them. That's a pity. That's a pity. Sometimes it does take something like this happening to one of them for them to wake up and realize how important it is, and then something happens. Well, let's hope that maybe your groups that you belong to can start to make a difference. I think there's 
there's strength in unity and there's strength in numbers. So by having more and more people join together, we really can make a difference, Ayrton. Most definitely. Well, thanks for sharing this information with us. We're going to take a quick break, but don't leave yet, listeners, because when we come back, we're going to ask Ayrton's advice on how she can move forward and how others can move forward after losing a sibling. We'll be right back after this quick break. Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Today's show is Heart Sister Now and Forever, and our guest is Ayrton Beattie. We just finished talking with Ayrton about what it was like to lose her brother and then discover he had an undiagnosed congenital heart defect and how that has affected her. So in this segment, we're going to talk to Ayrton about how she's moving forward after having such a devastating loss. So Ayrton, the first thing is I'm wondering how you have been able to move forward after losing Edward. And it sounds like you had also lost another relative right before him. That's a lot of loss to have to endure. I didn't know the relative too well. He died the day before he was a relative who lived in Ireland who I'd only seen a couple of times. So he wasn't a close relative. So that one didn't affect you anywhere close to what losing Edward affected you? No one is close. Mm-hmm. So I am also producing a podcast right now called Heart to Heart with Michael, and that is a podcast for the bereaved community. One of the things that I've been learning working with him and his guests is that moving forward is different for every person and that there are different ways that we can move forward I hate to say move on because I don't think we ever move on, but we have to keep moving forward. And I've learned that from some of the guests. One of the things that I learned from CJ was that you honor 
your loved ones by moving forward and by continuing to remember them. And it seems to me that you have done just that by working with these two nonprofits, by sending letters to your congressman. How do you feel that you've moved forward, Ayrton? It's not been easy. At the beginning, I felt like I had to be strong for my parents. Sure. It's like even like times now, even especially around his birthday and anniversary, I still struggle. But I always have a always have a drink in his memory because I know he'd prefer that than sitting around crying my eyes out. I think that's neat how you have a drink in his memory because it sounds like he would he enjoyed a good drink himself. And being studying to be a bartender or being a bartender, I'm sure he enjoyed putting different kinds of drinks together. He was a big fan of his beer. <laughs> okay. I try to remember the happy times. And it sounds like you had a lot of happy times. Yeah, we did. Like when we drove to my brother's wedding, we both liked the boy band boy zone. So we made the parents put a tape of theirs on in the car and we just sang the album all the way to the wedding. <laughs> if your parents didn't know that music before, they certainly knew it by the time they got to the wedding, right? We actually chose one of the songs from the album to play at his funeral. Oh my goodness. Wow. So that album really has deep meaning for you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I think that's really special. Well, we know that music was important to him with him being a DJ too, right? Yeah, I got a lot of his CDs and stuff after he died. Did you? So what do you do to keep Edward's legacy alive, Ayrton? I talk to people about him. I I let them know that even though he's not around anymore, he's still very much thought of. Last year, I completed a marathon in the month for him. Did you? Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that's how I met you. One of the first things that you said to me was, I had a brother with a congenital heart defect, and my brother died from his heart defect. And I remember feeling so touched that that's why you were out there in the community. That's why you were reaching out and touching people. So I do do believe that is how you are keeping his legacy alive. So... What advice do you have for other siblings who may experience a traumatic loss like yours? Just take each day as it comes. Some days it's going to be hard, some days not so hard. For me, it's been over 18 years now since lost Edward. But it does get easier. You never forget them. Right. You always carry, you always carry them with you in your heart. Absolutely. Do you think having your tradition where you have a beer for him and you have his music, I imagine you listen to some of his CDs sometimes, do you think that helps you to get through it a little bit easier? It's gotten easier since I've actually got in touch with some of his old school friends through Facebook. Really? Okay. Yeah. I can't repeat some of the stories they've told me about him, though. But it's nice to be able to talk to somebody else who knew him and to be able to share memories with each other. Do you think that's been therapeutic for you? Definitely. Okay. So that might be a piece of advice that you would give to another sibling is don't be afraid to reach out to the to your sibling's friends. 
they'll be hurting too. If we can all talk, remember the good times. It's, it's a good thing. Oh, I love that. You're so right. The friends will be hurting as well. And so grief shared is divided. So by sharing with each other, you can each carry a little bit less burden. Yep. I love that. Is there anything else that you would like people to know about Edward? He was just this amazing, fun-loving character who was constantly causing trouble for everyone <laughs> who knew him. Mischievous trouble, right? Oh, yeah. No, nothing too bad. He sounds like an awesome person. He was. That's how I remember him. It's a wonderful way to remember him. Do you have any last words of advice for our listeners? Just take comfort in knowing that in this community you're not alone. Oh, There's plenty that. of others. There's plenty of others who have been through either exactly the same or something similar. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's why we have Heart to Heart with Michael, because I agree with you. It helps knowing that you're not alone. And it helps to know that there's a whole community out there who really gets it. You know, they understand that sometimes you may have tears come to your eyes for no apparent reason, but you just saw something or you just heard something that reminded you of your loved one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times I've had to leave supermarkets because the song that was played at his funeral came on. Yeah. It's amazing how different... Um, Places like supermarkets or restaurants, um, well, evoke very strong emotions in you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program today and sharing Edward with us, Ayrton. You're welcome. I really enjoyed getting to know you better. We've been waiting for this for three years, so <laughs> it's about time it happened. I know. I know. I love you for being so brave to share your brother in a public forum like this. I know this was probably really challenging for you. It was, but knowing I can share his story keeps helps me keep his memory alive. Exactly, exactly. Well, friends, that does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Until then, please follow our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, on iTunes. You can find us by looking up my name, Anna Jaworski. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.